0: Welcome back to Slay Away, the podcast where we discuss the inspiration behind your favorite horror films, lore, gore, and every kill in between. I'm your host, E.L. King. It's been an exciting month on Slay Away. We've been celebrating women in horror with a series of interviews with women filmmakers, authors, content creators, and more. And I'm very much excited to share them with you. But before I do, here's a watch list of horror films released over the last year, directed by women that I recommend you add to your watch list. We've got an awesome list of horror films that are considered to be the best ones directed by women in 2020. I'm sure there's many, many more, but this is a short list that I've put together and it's a watch list that I have for myself. So I hope you enjoy it and then you're gonna go out and gobble up these films. So, first we have Sea Fever. It's an aquatic science fiction horror thriller film written and directed by Nisa Hardiman. The film follows the crew of a marooned fishing trawler who find themselves threatened by a parasitic infection. This one you can watch on Hulu. I'm actually really excited about this. It's on my watch list. And one of the reasons that I really like films like this is because there's just something really menacing about uh, being trapped and uh, having to find different unique ways to outrun the horror that's pursuing you. And with a Parasite, it's like even worse. That's probably why zombie apocalypse films do so well. But um, I think this one looks really cool and I can't wait to watch it the next film on the list is Nocturne. This one is a supernatural horror film written and directed by Zoo Kirk. It was actually Kirk's directorial debut. It's part of the Welcome to Blumhouse anthology of horror films. We don't want to give the plot away, but it's got rave reviews from our friend Kat from the TGIF podcast. So this one I'm super excited to watch and you can actually watch it on Amazon Prime. The next film is Relic, written and directed by Natalie Erica James, and available to watch on YouTube Video on Demand. Relic is an Australian horror drama. The plot is um, all about when the family matriarch Edna goes missing, her daughter and granddaughter return home to find her, and they discover this haunting presence hanging over the home, which is taking over Edna's mind. Ooh, this one actually looked really cool, and it's also on my watch list. The Other Lamb is another one on Hulu that I've had on my watch list for a while. This one's directed by Malgorzata Zumalska. I probably completely butchered that name, but it is an unsettling slow burn and it's a cult horror story. And um, if you're into that sort of thing, I think you're really going to enjoy it. Bulbul? is the next film on the list. You can find it on Netflix. This is an Indian horror film that was actually the directorial debut of Anvita Dutt. It's set in 19th century India with a very like gothic vibe um, and theme, very similar to Dracula films. And it tells the story of a child bride who grows into this like enigmatic woman that's ruling over her household and hiding her painful past as these supernatural murders of men are plaguing her village. So vampire stories, anything like that, we really, really love. I'm a huge fan of vampires, so I'm really excited to watch that one. M-O-M, Mom or Mother of Monsters. You can watch this one on Amazon Prime. It was also the directorial debut of uh, To See a Lyman, and is a found footage film. So this one's all about a distraught mother who suspects her teenage son is plotting a school shooting. But when he slips through the cracks of the system, she is forced to take matters into her own hands. So that one's kind of interesting. I'm not always a big fan of found footage films, but um, this one has really good reviews. So I'm at least willing to give it a try. The last one on our list is She Dies Tomorrow. This one you can also watch on Hulu. Hulu is really killing it with the horror films. Recently, they've got some great stuff on there. Um, This one is a psychological horror film written, directed, and produced by Amy Simons. Amy is a strange. um, So the main title character is also named Amy, just not to confuse you. But so Amy has this strange feeling that she will die tomorrow, and despite having no rational explanation for this, she remains utterly convinced. Um, that she's going to die. So somehow her conviction that she will die tomorrow spreads contagiously throughout her town. Um, that's super interesting to me because the, um, the idea of thought contagion is really interesting and that this um, idea can be implanted into your head and that actually will cause you to die. So that one seems really, really cool. And um, I'm definitely putting it on my list. I didn't have it on my list before, but I got to go search it out on Hulu and grab that one. All right, Slayers, there you have it. Some awesome films from 2020 that were all written, directed, produced by women in some capacity. I hope that you check them out. Now we really want to dive into some of these amazing interviews for our Women in Horror celebration this month. I'm chatting with Twitch content creator and horror fan, Ashlina. Ashlina, please tell us a little bit more about who you are and your role within the horror community.
1: Hello, everyone. Um, First of all, thank you so much for listening to this episode and coming to hang out with us. But um, my name is Ashlina. Um, I do consider myself a variety streamer on Twitch.tv. And I like to play horror games. I am a huge slasher fan. Um, that is my genre of choice. Um, I do SFX makeup and I also have an Etsy shop where I do sell spooky goodies. Um, But yeah, I, I, I like to do everything. What is the saying where it's like, I'm not, you know, the master of all, but I'm like the Jack of all trades kind of thing. I consider myself that I like to do a lot of things. Um, But yeah, that's, that's kind of me in a nutshell. Can you tell us about how you discovered your love of horror? Yes. So actually I was, I was like an early preteen, like that's like 11, 12 ish. Right. Um, I had a neighbor down the road, shout out to Jessica. Um, I had a neighbor down the road and their house was the house that was like always decorated for Halloween. So first of all, that's fucking cool. Right. Um, so, it was always decorated for Halloween and I would go over there all the time. And I remember the first horror movie we watched together was Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And <laughs> I just remember falling in love with it. I, I can't really nail down why exactly at that time I fell in love with it, um, but I know now as an adult Um, I really love horror for the community. Obviously, the community is so great, but I just love the many aspects of horror. I feel like it's another way to tell, like, a love story or a romantic comedy story. It's just, it's in a different way and it's in a cool and weird way. And what better way to capture people's fears? You know, like, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, they do a lot of psychology with horror and they say that, like, people love watching horror movies, because it's like an adrenaline rush, right? So I think that's probably what caught me. Um And then of course, we watched Halloween, which is my favorite movie. Um We watched, uh, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, and we just like kind of dove in from there. And yeah, I thank Jessica for that, because she and like her family are like the reason why I am the way that I am. And I was very quiet about it. For a while until like actually a couple of years ago. And now I'm just like, I don't care if people think of me like I like horror movies, I like slasher movies. And yeah, if anyone has a problem with that, that's their issue, kind of thing. So that's how I got into it.
0: So tell me who are some of your favorite women in horror?
1: Um, so obviously my favorite movie is Halloween. So I love um Laurie and that movie. And I just I fell in love with the ability to put in a final girl. Like, I loved that so, so much. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis does a really good job. And it. I remember like being young and watching it and like feeling super empowered, like she got away, you know, and like, I don't know, cu- growing up, my father was very much like, if you're ever like in a sticky situation, like you fight to the death, essentially, like you don't give up. But I would say a lot of the SFX makeup, you know, unfortunately gets highlighted by men, especially, um, you know, people, the men who worked on like The Exorcist and stuff like that. Um, but I would say that Jamie Lee Curtis is is one of the big ones for me. Um, like I said, at the time when I was young, I really latched on to her so that is going to be my answer, for sure.
0: Laurie Strode is obviously an iconic final girl and one of the first who really stood up and fought back time and time again. We have a whole entire franchise because of Laurie.
1: Yes, I was literally just about to say that. And I know like we're going to talk about that in a little bit, but that's like one of the horror tropes that I just wish would die, especially when it comes to And Don't get me wrong. I love Sydney and scream. I love Elvira. I love Buffy, but I just felt like I could really relate to Laurie because she seemed like average, you know, every day American girl going to school, you know, was a babysitter, you know, like, I just, I don't know. I just felt really attached to her in that way. I felt like I could really recognize myself in her. Um, but yeah. I I think that's why I say Laurie or, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis, but there are so many, you know, women that I admire, Um, you know, Jennifer's body with uh, Megan Fox, you know, Linda Blair with the exorcist, you know, but I just really feel super attached to Jamie Lee Curtis.
0: Because you brought it up and wanted to touch on it. What is specifically that horror trope that you wish would die?
1: Honestly, like there's always the the group of friends, right? That are in the horror movies. And you have like your overweight friend, which I mean, come on, we've taught we're getting like into a point, especially in 2021, where like body positivity and things like that, you know, like what is considered healthy essentially. Um, so you have this group of friends, and it seemed like for women, it's like the slutty friend or like you know, the more like outgoing friend, and then you have this super like quiet, nerdy friend, like I just wish like stuff with that would just kind of go away. Because a woman that like owns her body, and you know, isn't afraid to just like be herself, like that's not considered slutty, you know, it's just like, I just wish that would go away. And then like, a woman just like liking school and likes to read books and stuff like there's nothing wrong with that either. You know, I, I feel like In horror movies, they kind of like really throw that in your face so you can have that distinction, which is fine. Like, I get why they're doing it. But I feel like making those things bad is what I wish would die. If that makes any sense. I hope that made sense. (laughs) Jennifer's body, like, you know, she kind of takes like that power back. Like, I mean, yeah, whatever. She like kills boys or whatever, like, right. But like, she kind of takes that power uh, spoiler alerts anyone, but like, you know, that band like essentially like hexes her or like curses her. And so she, you know, has that way of like coming back. And then like in Ginger Snaps, you know, she she gets kind of her revenge too. and And she was considered like the slutty and like weird one in high school, you know, and like as well as Jennifer's body or whatever. So I just felt like that was a really cool way to show like us taking back like our power from the people or, you know, men who have essentially tried to take it away from us. So I, I think that those are good examples of just like women taking, taking it back, taking back our power, which, you know, I love.
0: Well, times they are a change in, as the song says, do you think the role of women behind and in front of the camera has changed at all? Are things getting better? Do you think that men are still at the helm of creation when it comes to horror?
1: I'm trying to think of like more concrete examples um I <clears throat> I believe that women have a place here I believe they have a place everywhere but I believe that women can bring a different spin into horror and I'm so happy that men have like you know recognized those things and I put that in their movies as well but I think I think it is getting better I think the involvement of women is getting better um i do still feel like horror is kind of a masculine thing still though um i i know for me personally like in the twitch community as far as like body painting i don't know too many people who do like sfx work but the women that i do know who also do sfx work like we're women you know i don't see i don't see many men doing it on the twitch platform um, but as far as in the movies, I mean, you know, that that's all you really hear about. Um, so I think I think we're on the way there. But I still think when people hear horror, they automatically like throw like a masculine like cover over it, essentially. So I think we still have a little ways to go. Um, but I think it's being recognized more as like the final girl is such a big thing, you know. Um, and that women need to be more involved so that we can get away from those tropes um, that could be seen as harmful. Um, And especially like having women who are a part of the LGBTQIA um, community as well as people of color, um, you know, black women, Hispanic women, things like that. um, I think it's really important to kind of get those into the market as well so less people see horror as oh that's just a man thing or that's just a boy thing it's bloody and it's gross you know like instead and have like really good like stories of women like conquering fear and like conquering you know essentially the bad guy um I think we're on the way I think we still have some work to do though Okay, so as an influencer, what
0: is a word of advice you'd like to leave with women creators, especially those trying to carve out a space for themselves in the horror community or within the film industry and beyond?
1: I like this question because like I kind of said in the beginning, I was really super quiet about my love for horror because like I said, you would get and I think all horror community members can relate to that we were told we were weird you know and all these things whatever you must be a serial killer or some shit whatever um but I feel like as someone who is maybe a little bit newer to the community just do it just get into it start talking to people about your love for horror there is a space for everyone if you love zombie movies if you love torture porn which I hate torture porn but that's okay um if you love slashers come talk to me you know like make make it known that you just love it and the horror community is going to like literally suck you in they're gonna they're gonna embrace you so much because that is all I have been is embraced um and of course like if you're wanting to get into sfx makeup and like um those kind of things just do it I didn't have any practice I literally watched a youtube video and then I taught myself um and yeah and then I mean of like anything else in life, if if you really want to do something, you have to just do it. I'm a huge like risk taker. I believe in like you never know what's going to happen unless you just do it. So just do it. Come get involved. Um, listen to podcasts. That's like the funnest way to get to know like other horror communities and like also follow them on Twitter. The Twitter horror community is really amazing, and that's how I've met so many people. Um, and yeah, just come hang out. Like, don't be scared. I promise. Like, we're not gonna bite or you know if i could give advice on the gaming side of things too just do it i i have been streaming this fall will be 6 years and i i literally just started out like just doing makeup and like playing a little bit of games like listen you're going to have your haters you're going to have people who don't want you to succeed and you're going to have people who don't understand. And lo- I mean, that's with everything. So just go for it, you know, and like the dead by daylight community is I love Dead by daylight too, by the way, so we should play together. But um the dead by daylight community is wonderful. And of course, in every community, you're good, you're just gonna have those people who just want to disagree with you on everything. But I promise the good far outweighs the bad. So just do it. Just get involved. If you need any advice, don't be scared to like, reach out for sure. Because it's, it can be intimidating, but I promise like once you like step over the threshold, you'll never want to go back. Ashlena, thank you so much for joining us on
0: Slay Away to talk about and celebrate women in horror. So great to have you here. And I cannot wait to have you back to talk with us in the future because we're definitely going to do a Halloween episode at some point. next guest is lucy lulu pew who is a co-host for the ghoul friends podcast Uh, lucy's here to talk about lgbtq plus representation in horror and so much more so let's dive in lucy welcome to slay away super excited to have you with us to do a woman in horror interview for women in horror month so thank you so much for being here
2: Thank you for having me, and thank you for asking me as well. I was so honored when you asked. I was like, oh, you thought of me. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um,
0: well, I just want to jump into some questions with you and get to know you a little bit better and really celebrate what you're doing in the horror space. Tell us a little bit more about uh, who you are and what your role is in the horror community and what you do in the space.
2: Yeah, of course. So my name's Lucy. Uh, If you can't tell, I'm Scottish. I'm from the bonnie northeast of Scotland. Um, I'm also known as Lulu um, online. And my role in the horror community is I actually also co-host a a horror podcast. I do it every week. Um, It's called Behind the Screams. And it's with two of my best friends. I've known them for a long time <laughs> uh Lin- lindsey and ian uh we're also kind of known lovingly as the cackle crew because we sound like witches when we laugh <laughs> there's a lot of laughing on the podcast but um yeah we primarily review horror movies each week um but we do delve into a lot of other facets of horror as well um we do lots of interviews and um, we look at horror and its relation to drag um just just every facet of horror you can you can think of and then i'm also a twitch streamer as well i'm a variety streamer but anytime i can get the chance to play a horror i definitely will
0: awesome i absolutely love horror games and that's really the only games i stream if i stream which i don't do as much anymore but it's it's um some of the most fun i've had i kind of want to ask you though, what is um a horror game that you streamed recently that you really enjoyed and tell us a little bit about it
2: Oh, I would have to say even though it was a few months ago I still haven't emotionally recovered from it and it's The Last of Us 2 um that has to be probably one of my favorite games of all time now I actually that was like the first thing I ever streamed I started streaming last July um and that was on my PlayStation you know I hadn't done anything on my my PC setup yet but I I loved streaming that um i was a fan of the series well a fan of the first game um but they they completely blew me out the water with this and the representation just the gameplay in general everything like i absolutely loved it yeah i have to say i played
0: um the first chapter essentially and i haven't emotionally recovered from that so i put
2: the game down
0: little bit because I was like, I need to be in a different headspace to play this. But it's so good. And I do love the representation as well. Um, do you have any other, you know, current projects or upcoming projects that you're working on? I know that behind the screams is celebrating, you know, LGBTQ plus um, history month as well.
2: Yes, so that was kind of a collaborative effort between between all the three of us. So I'm doing a fundraiser this month for LGBT plus History Month on my Twitch. Um, so I'm I'm fundraising for the Trevor Project. Um, I just wanted to bring some. Well, I mean, my Twitch streams in general, we really like to focus on queer based games, and I like to think that my Twitch community, even though it's it's small, it's 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 a really inclusive community and we we're not afraid to have discussions about queer rights and activism. And I don't want people, you know, we didn't want to just fundraise and during like Pride Month or anything like that. So I thought it was important to to raise awareness and um kind of give dues to those that came before us. So yep, we're we're fundraising and um any support that I get this month on Twitch as well is going into the fundraiser. And it's only been running for like a week and it's already done amazing so it, it's 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 blown me away already
0: oh I love to hear that I really really love to hear that um can you tell us about how you discovered your love of horror
2: oh yeah for, for sure um so I discovered my love of horror I mean quite young I don't think as young as some people probably around about 10 or 11 but um I kind of always thought of myself as many of us do within the horror community like a little bit of an outcast as a kid very socially awkward and anxious and I found a lot of comfort in media um first video games like video games are my are my first love but then into to films as well and I think horror as a genre is a little bit of an underdog in cinema but like in the best way possible and it's got one of the most amazing community. So I kind of, you know, I grew up falling in love with the final girls. I love Ripley, aliens, you know, I, I grew up loving evil dead and Buffy, um, also read Stephen King books and things like that. And then when I was in university, um, I did my undergraduate degree in media and that's where I kind of really fell in love as well with, um, film theory. Um, so I started studying queer theory, which I hope at some point to do my PhD on, um, and you know, queer theory and horror kind of go hand in hand and looking at the representation of women. Um, You know, we spoke about the final girls trope, the male gaze, um, intersectional feminism, all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, definitely. I'd be interested to hear more of your thoughts on queer representation because um, there's definitely some stereotypes in horror with how queer representation is presented. But I think that some newer horror films are doing that a little differently, of course. And some things were tied into different you know, things that were going on at the time certain horror films came out. Um, and I think, I don't know, just to hear a little bit more about that. But I'd love to hear more, especially from um, more of a, that PhD perspective. And I hope you do go after your PhD um that sounds amazing
2: (laughs) I hope so I I you know I I work in higher education anyway in my day job so I kind of like I'm around academia all the time and I'm so jealous I'm like I want to I want to do that um but hopefully at some point uh but kind of looking at uh, looking at queer queer theory and kind of queer tropes as you mentioned there are certainly like a lot in in horror kind of you know we have the the bury your gaze trope which isn't just in horror but you know um we do see it a lot um the infamous willow and tara i will never forgive buffy for that um but you know we 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 see we see this a lot in the media where it's you know queer, queer couples are kind of seen you know it's 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 always the tragic ending it's always the sad ending um we even see it in as much as i loved haunting of Bly Manor you know that is definitely falls into the barrier your gayest trope as well you know sometimes people will say that these tropes don't necessarily exist now and things are changing and yes things are certainly changing but you know these tropes are still very much alive in um in all facets of media from horror tv um shows video games kind of every part of it really
0: yeah they definitely are and it's I love that you brought up um Tara and Willow, they feel the same way. Um, It's, But for me, that was something um, watching those things. And I love the way you called um, horror like an underdog genre, because it totally is. And I think maybe that's why some of us gravitate to this, because we do feel like outcasts are very alone, or we're more of the self isolators um, that have a little more trouble maybe connecting with people sometimes. And then finding other people that connect with the same material is how I've really been able to come out of my shell as an individual. So um, I you know, is that similar for you as well?
2: Oh, definitely. Um, you know, especially in, in, the, in the past year, because um kind of go back a little bit on behind the screams. So um, myself and Lindsay, we only became like full-time regular co-hosts every week um as of like January this year so beforehand we were just very regular co-hosts because you know we were really good friends with Ian who's who's the founder of the podcast and you know when we'd started it I I I wasn't really on like Twitter or anything like that so I hadn't really been in touch with the horror fam or the podcast fam and then kind of when when I joined Twitter I kind of realized this is like such an engaging and welcoming community um and I've I've made some really good friends out of this you know not just from Twitter, but you know from twitch and fellow podcasters and it's really nice to find you know fellow like minded individuals and you find like a lot of people in the horror community as well they're also activists there's a lot of queer horror fans as well and content creators and it's it's amazing to find like that kind of that little family it's like this little this little safe bubble
0: definitely a safe space, and I think that's part of why I probably gravitated towards it as well so. I'm curious um you mentioned Ripley um who are some of your other you know favorite um female characters or just women in horror from like directors to um actors other final girls
2: um well we o- we obviously have to give credit where credits due to the likes of Laurie Strode and um Sydney Prescott but also like I- I, I kinda this is kind of a running joke on behind the screams because I mention it any chance I get, but um I just love empowered badass women like you know, like Jennifer Jennifer Check and Jennifer's Body, which that film was marketed so badly, it's actually just it's you know, I, I'm loving that it's becoming a cult classic now. Um, but also like <laughs> I oh, sorry, recently read go.
0: an article. No, no. I recently read an article all about, um, how we should really apologize to Jennifer's body because when, um, Karen, you know, and had, they had actually like marketed the film and Diablo Cody and how they wrote it and what the message was supposed to be, the the marketing team completely did not see their vision (laughs) and put it out as something geared towards, um, young men instead of young women. Um, which I think is really unfortunate because if you actually go in and watch the film, um, it has a lot to say, but I think it goes unnoticed because, you know, the wrong audience showed up. I don't want to necessarily say the wrong audience, but the wrong audience was, it was marketed to the wrong audience.
2: Oh, it, it was, you know, from, from you know, the every form of the marking, it was seen as just this kind of like horror comedy that didn't have any depth. And it was just about, you know, this sexy cheerleader when in reality it's, it's quite feminist um you know there is that bit of queer representation it's also just so witty and funny and um it, it's a perfect example of things not being being marketed right but um there's also been some some other recent movies that have come out in horror the recent years that i'm I'm absolutely loving and I can't wait to see where where the genre goes. You know, myself and Kat spoke about Assassination Nation on TGIF podcast, um, which is if you haven't seen Assassination Nation, it's 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 wonderful. It's by Sam Levinson, who also um directed, I believe, Euphoria, the series. Um, and it's it shows that representation of intersectional feminism in horror. You know, we have a group of badass women talking about sexuality and feminism we have a trans character in assassination nation where she's not defined by her transness and she's just it's fucking amazing and there's also like bit as well which is like lesbian vampires done right uh, again like feminist intersectional feminist movie and it's just i i'm i'm I love that we're getting those kind of empowering girl power horror movies now, you know, that, that just they feel much more representative. And it actually feels like it was like made by women for women. If That makes sense.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, do you think that the role of women, you know, behind and in front of the camera has changed at all over the years? I mean, it obviously has, but I, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on it
2: oh yeah um so i i think it definitely has changed you know if we if we look at horror from from b movies and um you know from the 60s up until now um i i think you know there is still some tropes that are still very much alive but i think we have been moving away of representing women as just solely victims and you know very much the virginal maiden and if she has sex she automatically dies um you know i like we'd mentioned earlier, horrors one of the, one of the first genres really that showed women is more than just a sex object, you know, more than just for the male gaze with, with the final girl. Um, and I think horror as well, kind of, it gives us stories about women, maybe more so than some other genres, you know, we, we have horror films that are about women's identities, sexuality, family roles as well, um, societal expectations. Uh, but I do think that, you know, there is there is still more to be done, um, especially for, for those that don't necessarily get their stories told. You know, horror, like a lot of genres, doesn't necessarily give a platform to non-white stories. I know it has been moving along, but, you know, representations, especially of black women in horror... It, in front of and behind the screen um there's still there's still change that needs to be made and of trans women as well yeah we definitely
0: couldn't agree more on that um do you think that men are definitely still at the helm of creation when it comes to horror
2: i do but i think in filmmaking in general it's it's certainly been perceived to be very male dominated you know from the writers rooms to the directors um you know a lot of facets of it are male dominated i feel like it is getting better and women's voices are being told are being told and we are being seen but again it's you know there's there's more that needs to be done and especially in terms of in the writing rooms as well you know These stories should be told by those communities. You know, if if we're having a horror movie that um has a disabled character, it should be written by a disabled writer. It should be ideally, you know, the actors should be disabled actors. Or if it's about a trans person, or you know, if we're writing a movie about women, it should be sorry filming a movie about women should be written by women you know we need to have those genuine voices told i think that's something that still needs to be worked on a little bit but it's getting there it is getting better
0: yeah and i can only hope that there's more opportunities as things continue to progress i want to say in the right direction with uh, you know doors opening and um people being able to tell these stories and getting an opportunity to tell those stories um because we've opened the door and it's not just, I think there's always going to be a problem with certain, certain people trying to close the door um, and keep it in the bubble that it has been in for a really long time. But I'm really hopeful that we get more really screenplays from female horror writers. We have so many amazing uh, novelists who are women who have, written horror stories. Um, and this is going way, 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 way back, um, you know, to the 1930s even. And, um, I'm hoping that more of those stories get adapted and told by women now. Um, and I'd love to see where that goes, but, um, definitely (laughs) what is a word of advice that you'd like to leave with other female creators, especially those that are trying to carve out a space for themselves in the horror community or industry?
2: I would just say, and, and I, I, I feel like I, Oh, I need to tell myself this regularly um, to just be unapologetically yourself. Um, you know, use your voice and your influence for what you think is right. You know, I, I, I hate this kind of numbers game. I think, you know, no matter, you know, no matter how many followers you have, no matter how many subscribers you have on any kind of platform, if you're putting content out into the world, you know, you have a voice, you're valid and you have influence and you should use that for what you think is right. I think a lot of people, and, you know, I see it from, from from everyone and i i I can understand that you know some people are a bit scared to speak their speak their truth and speak their feelings about things um because they're worried about what other people think uh you know some people are a bit scared to get political or you know they kind of maybe didn't speak so much during the election or just anything that they're kind of passionate about and i think you know people people will appreciate you for being you and you know putting the content out there that you want to you know don't don't stream something a game that you don't like or you know don't put out something that you don't truly believe in because you know people will see through that and you want people to be there for for you you know i kind of like i was mentioning before especially on my twitch as well um even though we have like a fun time and things like that i'm i'm not the type of person to bury my head in the sand and i really like to have open and honest discussions in my streams um and you know, I don't, I don't shy away from controversial topics. I like to try and bring as as much help as I can to others. And you know, we can only change things through education. And for education, we need representation as well. So if you're not seeing yourself being represented, just put yourself out there. If you're saying, "I, I wish I could do that," or "I don't see anybody like me doing this," like just go out there and do the thing um, and smash it. Yeah,
0: I think that's really great advice. If you don't see something being done and don't see representation in a certain space, you know, go and be that representation for other people. It could make a huge impact. And I think impact is probably the most important thing. It's not about necessarily, like you said, what your follower count or your viewer count is, because um, impact has a trickle effect. It's, um, you know, five people turns into 10 people, turns into 15 and 20, so. Exactly. So, what would you like to see more of in horror? Kind of touched on this already, but is there anything else
2: um, kind of when we were speaking about um intersectional feminism you know me me and cat were speaking about this um on tgif podcast you know intersectional feminism it, it does also have a space for you know for for men and how 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 men can help pave the way and i would like to see more representation of like trans men in horror movies and non-binary individuals i mean they're not represented much or near enough in any form of media but i don't think i've seen any horror movie that has a trans man in it or it has a non-binary character you know we start we are starting to see that a little bit in in sci-fi like star trek discovery now has um non-binary character which I was so happy to see but like I've not seen any in horror yet so I hope that's kind of the the next phase and the next wave that we'll see in the next hopefully few years
0: that'd be fantastic I'd love to see a really strong non-binary character in horror I don't think there's one I can think of either
2: yeah it'd be be amazing there's so much you could do with that so like we said if you're not seeing that representation go out there do it your non-binary go write that script (laughs) go film that movie
0: yeah definitely well lucy thank you so much for chatting with me today and i can't wait to talk more and hopefully have you back on uh, the Slayway podcast for a movie review or just a fun horror chat at some point
2: yeah thank you for having me this was really fun um yeah I'd, i'd love to be on uh there's there's so many amazing movies we could review so thank thank you again and i can't wait to see what um or other people you interview for this month.
0: Joining me is SC Paris, who is an author and content creator on Twitch. You might also know her as writing vampires and the host of the Monster Thoughts podcast. Welcome to Slay Away. I'm so excited to have you here. Tell us and everyone a little bit more about who you are and your role within the horror community.
3: Okay, well, I'm the author of the Dark World series. It's a soon-to-be six-book dark fantasy series centered on vampires, werewolves, elves, mermaids, dragons, and more. I'm also a professional wrestling ballet to my husband, and my character in that is a blood witch. Um, She's very of the earth. She uses blood in her rituals to help um, herself and my husband, Trevor Eon, overcome their opponents. And Trevor is a demon that my character, Sylvia Blood, imbued with her power. So we are very much engulfed in horror imagery and motifs through everything that we do. And I review horror horror movies on YouTube and do analysis on the monsters in said movie.
0: Can you tell us about how you discovered your love of horror? Through my family,
3: actually. My mother um, would tell me that she watched Universal monster movies. (laughs) While pregnant with me, um, she's a horror fan and loves, like, all monsters. I remember, like, I think my first memory is of, like, a horror movie that stuck with me was Bram Stoker's Dracula. I watched it with her when I was a kid. And I was so entranced by Gary Oldman's performance, and he equally horrified and enthralled me. Like, I was, I was hooked. But I've always been interested in horror and, like, darker things. So I, I don't really have a specific time. That's just one that speaks to me the most. I don't just have a specific like time where like, I was like, ooh, I like horror. It's all, I've always Do loved it. Do you think it.
0: the role of women behind and in front of the camera has changed at all? Are things getting better? Do you think that men are still at the helm of creation when it comes to horror? I did
3: pick out like a few movies that were directed by women that I love. But it's not. It's not. I feel like out of out of for five random horror movies you can just find on Amazon Prime or Netflix or anything, like three or four of those would have been made by men, or directed by men. So and same with same with books. Um, people don't. It's not of people don't, but I I definitely noticed that men are at the helm of the horror. like Stephen King is someone that immediately comes to mind. Um, I don't really, I can't really think of a woman writer, a woman author that is that revered in in the literary space that writes horror, like strictly horror to scare you. I can't think of it. I can't think of one person. As a
0: woman in horror yourself, what are some of the challenges that you've faced?
3: Just not being recognized as a woman in horror, I guess, would be the thing because I write dark fantasy. For my, for my main series, it's dark fantasy, but my other work, my short stories are, st- are strictly horror. They're way more horror based, but, you know, it's not published in stores. So people don't really see that unless they go onto my Patreon. But um, people don't know what dark fantasy is. And dark fantasy is fantasy with horror elements. It like it doesn't have to have vampires and werewolves and monsters, but it generally deals with gothic themes such as death, decay, blood, um, mental illness, um, unreliable narrators, just darkness, basically, with fantasy elements also. Um, I think people just see that I write fantasy, and they think it'll be typical fairies and elves and the impending doom the hero must overcome. But my books are more gothic than anything else, like gothic the genre. So... Um, I think the worst thing that has happened to me would be a backhanded compliment I got from some customer at Barnes & Noble while I was working there. They found out I wrote my series and they were like, oh, to think a Black woman such as herself would even be interested in sci-fi to write a whole series about it. That's got to be special for you and your kind. Like I think she was talking about Black people, but I was... Like, I was so shocked I didn't say anything. I was just like, oh, thank you. Because it sounded like a compliment when she was in front of me. And then, like, I realized later that that's a no, it's a backhanded compliment. What do you feel has changed in horror specifically for Black creators? Jordan Peele definitely made it more capable for Black, I feel like, writers and directors to maybe get their work in the door. And I know a woman, a black woman is make is or she wrote or produced or she wrote or directed Candyman that's coming out eventually, um, the sequel. And I can't wait for that. Um, I just I just I think there's I think it's a start to more black voices making their stories and making their writing their books and and getting putting getting their foot in the door to make more movies and, and more art in the horror community. And I think. The success that Jordan Peele has had has definitely helped, um, you know, I'm just, has helped white audiences realize, like, okay, you know, black people have something to say, too, in these movies. It's not just, it's not just, like, a white person's
0: world, if that makes sense. Okay, so, Sharron, do you have a horror trope that you wish would just kick the bucket?
3: I don't, I don't have one that I wish I would die because... The splitting up and like the splitting up and searching the house and walking right into the killer's hands and like everything, all of that ties into what we paid to see. Like we paid to see idiotic people die. Um, and it, it's I wouldn't want them to go away because they're a staple
0: of like slasher films. What is a word of advice you'd like to leave with women creators, especially those trying to carve out a space for themselves in the horror community or within? the film industry, and beyond. And do what moves you.
3: As hard as it may be, don't, like, shorten yourself down or, like, make yourself smaller to fit what anyone else thinks, or what anyone else wants you to be or do. Um, yeah, I just, you don't sacrifice yourself for the sake of belonging to the horror community. Like, do what you want to do. And have some integrity while you do it.
0: Is Molly Henry, who you might know as the blogging banshee or the mother of uterus horror. Welcome, Molly. Please tell us a little bit more about who you are and your role within the horror community.
4: Yeah, I um, well, as you mentioned, I'm a tomato meter-approved film critic, um, which is just a fancy way of saying that my reviews count towards the score, the tomato meter score. Um not that I'm any more important than anyone else, but <laughs> I started my website. What year is it? Um, so <laughs> six years ago, I'd think about that because 2020 messed my head up. Um, yeah. So I. Yes. <laughs> so in uh, so six years ago now, I started my website, thebloggingbanshee.com, uh, just as kind of a way, an outlet for me to write reviews. Um, I hadn't researched how to do it or anything, because I know my way is probably a little unconventional. (laughs) But I started my own website. And then a few years ago, I started contributing to other websites such as uh, Nightmarish Conjurings, Ghastly Grinning. I've contributed to Fangoria. Most recently, I have, my, like you mentioned, my monthly uterus horror column at Certified Forgotten. Um, And when I am... not writing that. And I'm in the behind the scenes, I'm working on some original fiction stuff that hopefully will be out there eventually as well.
0: So Molly, what made you decide to become a writer within the horror genre in particular?
4: Yeah, it's, it's always been my favorite genre. Um, ever since I was a little kid, uh, when I was five, my sister forced me to watch A Nightmare on Elm Street with her. Um, and while it scarred me, it also made me just completely fall in love with the genre. And it's, I, my, that's honestly my earliest film memory is watching that movie. <laughs> so it definitely shaped me. And when I got older and I started deciding I wanted to write reviews and stuff, I really wanted to focus on horror because even though it's getting better, it's generally not a very respected genre of film. Um, a lot of people kind of snub their nose at it. So I really wanted to put my focus on that so I could highlight the filmmakers that do it, the people that work in front of, behind the camera, um, and emphasize why it's actually one of the most innovative genres because people can do so many different things with it and tell the same stories as in other genres like drama or comedy, but they can do it in so much more unique and creative ways because of the horror elements.
0: Do you think the role of women behind and in front of the camera has changed at all? Yes and no. Um, I think that there are definitely more
4: opportunities presenting themselves. Um, it's, a lot of it is thanks to some of, I mean, not that this is necessarily a smaller production company, but Blumhouse has been uh, doing what they can to help get more women voices out there. Um, Fangoria has been doing a lot to get more female voices out there um, in front of and behind the camera. Uh, so it's definitely getting better, but there's still a very common issue where if a woman's name is attached to it, it isn't considered as valid. Like like with, uh, I, I always say her name wrong. I, it's either Nia or Naya DaCosta. I feel bad because I always say her first name wrong. Um, but her Candyman movie, everyone calls it Jordan Peele's Candyman. And yes, he is producing it, but he is not directing it. Like, so you should not be calling it Jordan Peele's Candyman. It is not his Candyman. Um, and even like with the, the most recent Black Christmas remake, it was getting absolutely dogpiled on on Rotten Tomatoes by a bunch of angry men, simply because it was a feminist film written and directed by women. For no other reason than that. People didn't even watch the movie before they tried to bomb it on there. Um, so obviously, it's still a hot button issue for a lot of people, specifically uh, men. <laughs> but I, it's I. There are I feel like the production companies are doing a lot to try to get more diverse voices out there, um, which is not something that we saw even five years ago. So it's there's a give and take with it, <laughs> and it's funny because even um, it's. It's definitely an issue in horror, but even outside of horror, like a great example that's been recent is with Birds of Prey, which was definitely more geared towards women. And it was directed by a woman. All those Zack Snyder fanboys are just like going insane over it. And the fact that it is a movie for and by women. And it's, it's just crazy to see the reaction that people have that, Whereas like women have had to put themselves in the shoes of men when they, when they absorb film and any media really, but especially film. And yet when a man is faced with that, it's like almost impossible for them to be able to see themselves in that position and be able to see themselves in the film. And it's just funny to me because not just women, but any like women and other minorities have had to do this for all of film history. But yet now that men are having to do it too, it's becoming a big issue for them. Um, and it really kind of shows the, the privilege that they have enjoyed in film and why we need more of that representation.
0: Have you faced any personal challenges yourself as a woman in horror?
4: Um, I don't know if necessarily I've had issues in terms of getting my writing out there or anything like that. I, I will say that like my opinion has, well, people have tried to invalidate my opinion simply because I'm a woman. Or I'm sure most women in, in the industry get this, where I'll be talking about a film that I love or I'll be talking about horror in general and it's men feel the need to quiz me. Like if I don't pass their quiz about horror, then I'm not a real horror fan. And it's like, cool, I bet there's a lot of shit that I know that you don't know about certain horror things too. Like there's so much horror Out there, it's impossible to know everything. Um, and even I—I I will say um, there was a time when I was uh, co-hosting a podcast, and it got to be awkward during that time because my co-host was uh, an older gentleman, and I—it it became clear to me that I was—he wanted me to be on the podcast with him more as a gimmick if that makes sense. Like, Oh wow. We have a woman on the show talking about horror. And so anytime we wanted to get an interview with another woman in the, in the industry, he'd be like, Oh, you should reach out to her because you're a woman. So reach out to her woman to woman. (laughs) And, and when, when that became clear, I, it was when I was kind of like, Oh, maybe I shouldn't be in this partnership anymore, but it definitely, it's, there are things like that. I feel like it's more smaller things like that, and like it's it's the internet. There are always trolls. I I mean, there are always going to be random dudes on the internet that are coming at me on Twitter and stuff. Um, whether I'm posting an opinion about a film or not, they will find something to come at me for. Uh, but it's it's definitely I in terms of the actual work that I'm doing. I I feel like most of the for. a as a whole, the horror community is generally pretty awesome and accepting. And there, there are men out there who will, if they see other men out of line, they will crack down on that and tell them to shut up, <laughs> which is always nice. Um, so there are definitely good allies out so there. So tell too. me, who
0: are some of your favorite women in horror?
4: Oh man, there. I mean, there are so many amazing people out there. Um, one of my absolute favorite people will always be Rebecca McKendry. Um, she's a writer. She's been editor-in-chief of, of multiple places. She's a podcaster. Um, she, she's basically done everything film-related in the horror industry that you can possibly imagine. And she does it while also being a mother, too, which I can barely do what I'm doing with animals in my house. So I can't even imagine what it would be like having children and I think she has animals too. So she, like she, I mean, just and she's always so. She's one of the nicest people I've ever met. Too sorry, my cat of course is meowing now. <laughs> but she's just she's super nice, and she, she, I mean, she's a super talented too. Like her podcast is great. Um, she she's done multiple podcasts over the years for Blumhouse, and I I believe the most I can't remember if the most recent one is now on. Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network, or if it's on Fangoria Podcast Network. Um, But she's just, she's always creating content. And that's one of the things I really admire about her is that she's always putting stuff out there in some form. Um, And she's so intelligent and knowledgeable about the industry and about film in general. Um, So she's definitely one of my, like when I think of women in horror, she's like, I want to be her. Absolutely love Chelsea Starnest um she most recently directed satanic panic Uh, she also directed oh god now i'm blanking on the name it was one of the blumhouse into the dark films yes so she most recently directed satanic panic and she also did all that we destroy which is one of the blumhouse into the dark films on hulu and she has some short films as well she she is one of the nicest people I have ever met in my entire life. And it's funny. I say that. I've never met her in person. We've only interacted over social media. <laughs> but she is still one of the nicest people I've ever met in my entire life. And she's so talented. Like, Satanic Panic is a film that I have rewatched multiple times, and it's only been out for a couple years. Um, not even Probably not even two full years yet. But it's, it's just so much fun. Um, and she... She's one of the most positive people I have ever met, which I feel like being a woman in the horror industry, you can lose that positivity really quickly <laughs> because of the people that you interact with. Um, but she just is like constantly positive and super nice and always like open and welcoming and like will communicate with everyone. And she's just fantastic. And I, I, I've, I've loved everything that I've watched of hers too. She's incredibly talented. There are so many talented women out there. It's, <laughs> it's insane.
0: We all have things that we want to see more of in horror. What do you want to see more of in the horror genre?
4: One thing that I will always say is I want more werewolf movies. <laughs> with the number of vampire films that we have, I feel like we should have just as many werewolf films and there just aren't as many, um, especially like really good ones like we see with vampire films. So I would love to see more of that. Um, and honestly, I would love to see more women doing werewolf films because as we saw with films like gender snaps and, um, uh, when animals dream that like, I almost said vampirism, lycanthropy is very connected to being a woman. So I feel like women are uniquely suited to make werewolf films, um, So I would love to see more of that. And I, I mean, in general, I would love to see so many more films written, both written and directed by women. I feel like it's usually you get either or there are far fewer that are um, both written and directed by women. And I just, I, the films that I've seen like that are, I just, I love them. Like people can say what they want about the latest black christmas but if nothing else it is fun and it is a conversation starter (laughs) that's for sure um so i definitely want to and not just with women i want to see more representation in general like more people of color doing um film working in front of and behind the camera um they're just which i appreciate that so many production companies are doing what they can to bring that diversity into it because people need to be able to see themselves in horror films Um, because it's been too, me- too long that we've had the quote-unquote final girl. I don- I'm sick of virginal white girls <laughs> being the lead in everything. Um, and-, and too many, just too many men coming to the rescue. I want to see more women coming to the rescue.
0: Are there any tropes in horror that you absolutely hate that we should just slay away right now?
4: I know exactly which one. I am going to say because this trope drives me yeah. Okay, sorry, I went really high there. <laughs> yeah. I absolutely hate the um the hetero best friend like guy girl best friends where one of them is in love with the other person. I hate it so much. Like even in movies I love, like I love Anne and the Apocalypse, but I hate that specific relationship because I like I have so many guy friends that I never in a million years would think of in a relationship kind of way outside of friendship and I feel like that trope makes it seem like it is impossible for men and women to be friends with each other that someone is always interested in the other person which is not true in real life um, I hate I hate it so much and it ha- like it happens. Obviously it's more of a romantic comedy thing, but it's surprisingly common in horror too. And I don't understand why. (laughs) And I wish it
0: would just die. What is a word of advice you'd like to leave with women creators, especially those trying to carve out a space for themselves in the horror community or within the film industry and beyond? Connect with
4: other women, not necessarily that are just in like working in the industry, but just other women who are horror fans. Um, I like I've made some of the best friends in the horror community and they are also supportive. Like I, I have multiple people that I will DM anytime some guy comes into my Twitter being obnoxious and I'll be like, Oh, can you believe this asshole? <laughs> and it's just having that person who is also in the same space as you, um, is really great. Not only because you can bounce ideas off of them, but they, they will always be your biggest supporter. Like my my horror community lady friends are some of the most supportive people ever, um, and it's it's great too to have that network because it women so often in in any industry are made to look at each other as competition. So by building that network of other women that you're close with, even if it's in the same space, you know you're like you guys have your own style and your own niche that you are focusing on so you can have friends in the industry and not look at them as competition. Um, so I think having that
0: network is so important um, for your career and just to keep you sane. Wow, that was an incredible lineup of interviews. Thank you so much to Ashlina, to Lucy, to Sharon and to Molly for coming on and spending some time with us to talk about and celebrate women in horror. Thanks for slaying away with us. Until next time, stay spooky. Hey, Slayers, if you liked that episode, please go and give us a review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We'd really appreciate it. And be sure to go check out slayawaywithus.com for more reviews and essays on our favorite genre, horror.